0: We have in studio, Don Brookins, and uh, Don. We've we've had him on before, but now that it's Christmas time, it's very apropos to have you here, Don. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Merry Christmas.
0: Well, right back at you. you. Yeah. But you have a fascinating story about your father. Uh, Your father was the American Saint Nick. Now, tell us about that.
1: Well, back in 44, that was the previous century, of course, uh-huh. uh, he was a 22-year-old soldier who was uh, stationed up along the uh, uh, border near Germany in, uh, in Luxembourg, a little tiny city, or actually a little tiny country in a small town called Wiltz. It's pronounced Wiltz by the the locals. But Wiltz is a a little town in the north-central part. And this is when all the soldiers were on R&R. My father's division was the 28th, which used to be the Pennsylvania National Guard, became the 28th Infantry Division. And they had just been through uh, one of the worst battles, which is very... Not as well known as a lot, but it was called the hertgen forest, and it was just um, it was it was horrible and um, they were cycled out of there so they can get some rest and uh, this was f- uh, I think a few months after the of course obviously after the invasion in forty four and then they worked their way to uh, up to the German border, and the Germans had all retreated back, and they thought Christmas was probably going to be the time when the war was going to be over because they thought they were the the Germans were pretty much defeated but they they advanced so far that they got ahead of all their supplies and so forth and in this particular area which was the Ardennes Forest it's very hilly and thick, thick forests and not any kind of a place for battles to take place so this was a good rest and rehabilitation area so they were all thinly uh, stretched out along this area and uh, just kind of kicking back. Okay. And um, so, while they were there, my father's roommate, my dad was a cryptographer. He was in the uh, in the communications end of things, the Signal Corps. And his small unit, uh, one of his his roommate was walking down the street, and there was this elderly gentleman with a little granddaughter. Uh, by his side, and he was telling my father's roommate how happy they were to be liberated after five years of brutal occupation, but they were approaching St. Nicholas Day, and they didn't have anything for the children, and uh, because uh, Germans took everything with them, and, and they, uh, they hadn't been able to celebrate that uh, event, uh, which is part of their culture. For five years, because no one in that country was able to celebrate anything to do with Luxembourg, because the Germans considered it Germany, and they were all being—they
0: were trying to squelch that. They were trying to squelch that,
1: change people's names, street signs, do away with all of their, uh, all of their holidays, and so forth. So for five years, they had no thank, uh, no Thanksgiving, no (laughs) uh, Saint Nicholas Day. And so my father's roommate, who happens to be a very short Jewish fellow, <laughs> decided he was going to have a Christmas party for these people. Oh, how awesome. And he went scurrying about getting permission and having the cooks make donuts and have everybody donate their packages from home and the candies and so forth and put everything in little plast- or little paper bags for everyone. And my dad said, Well, what can I do to help? And he looked at my dad's stature, which was nothing like his <laughs> and he realized he could fit into the local priest's garments and he said, Well, you you be Saint Nicholas and my dad said, I don't I don't know how to do that He said, Just just put on the stuff and pat him on the head and chuck him under the chin, and and everything will be fine. <laughs> so they made a mitered hat for him that didn't fit him very well. It was very tight. He had a headache throughout the entire time. They put a rope beard, a, literally a rope beard around him, which was very itchy and uncomfortable. But what they did is they got together and stuck my father on the back of a jeep and put two little angels on either side, and they paraded through town. And they uh, went to this little area in the castle and um, had a little party and it was not that large but it meant an awful lot to these people so much so.
0: So the kids probably all came they got the little bag oh, and they, they, had yep. a,
1: they did. As a matter of fact if people want to uh, look up the American Saint Nick in YouTube they will come across film of the event, actual event. Oh my event. gosh, you got to do oh, that wow. this Christmas season. The, the black and white. Uh, and he, and here's the other story that's that's so fascinating about it is that there were two um, combat photographers that happened to be walking through town after finishing up an earlier assignment. And all of a sudden here comes this jeep <laughs> with Santa Claus on it. And, they, and Typical of of those people, they think, "Well, we got to go find out what this is." So they show up, and they got they had nothing else to do, so they shot this thing, silent film, black and white. So it's it's on YouTube, huh? It's on YouTube.
0: Love and it. It's the real deal. Along with everything
1: else in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was just amazing that that had happened um, for for the purposes of uh, of us seeing history. Um, but um, it was uh, a wonderful party, and and there and it was mostly women and children because mm-hmm. the, all the men were either conscripted mm-hmm. or they were hiding out in the uh, Ardennes and okay. so forth. So uh, the that was the good side of the story. The bad side was uh, the sixteenth of December, the Battle of the Bulge mm-hmm. came busting through that little country and Belgium and so forth, and twenty-two thousand. GIs were killed, and uh, some of the kids at the party were killed, and uh, and my dad had to scurry out of there as best he could, like everybody else. But they, the war ended, everybody went home, and my dad didn't really think about it, what had happened that day, because it was only an afternoon. And uh, 30 years later... Uh, after this town being built up, decided they were going to commemorate this event because it meant so much to them, and for 30 years, they had gotten themselves a jeep and two little <laughs> angels and uh, and someone to play Saint Nick, and they they repeated this party, Aww. and then found out my dad had not perished. So in 77 we all went back and he played St. Nicholas again. He came in on a um on a, a Huey helicopter, landed in the town square and and was paraded on a float through town and he's been back five times, six times since then. And usually every 5 years or so when it's a landmark mm-hmm. year, he he would come back and and play the part and um, i've been over there three times uh myself to to witness this thing as our family has grown and uh we've we've all been part of this and it's uh it's been pretty remarkable now what's happened also a couple of years ago um a book has been written it's nice. called American Saint Nick and if you were to go onto your local internet you could uh type in americanstnick.com and uh... the author peter lyon that's his website and and you can read up about the book and at the same time um, a documentary has been put together by tim gray a very talented uh, fellow who uh... who heads up what's called the world war two foundation which is a wonderful organization and if you can find that at www.iifoundation.org. okay, and he's put together an awful lot of uh, great documentaries on World War II, and be and, and by virtue of having this wonderful film out there, you know this is a great documentary as well. It's an, it's it's fifty eight minutes long, and and it tells the whole story. and uh, And the book, as a matter of fact, was uh, written in Luxembourgish which is their language they okay. they speak many languages but it's been printed there and it's pretty good it's pretty good seller in <laughs> Luxembourg but um, but that's that's essentially what had happened and uh, and how people just never forgot what this all meant to them and boy they they do it right up till now and it's a it's a little town with double the population shows up for this thing
0: that is so Aww. fascinating You know, Don, Molly and I went to Normandy uh, with a team that took four World War II D-Day vets. And we we heard many, many stories. A a story that that, uh, we've shared in many of our speeches uh, is about a young American GI uh, and his one kind of last act. And as you're talking about your father, I realize that as we go through life, sometimes we never know what that one action might be and it was what 30 years before your father knew the impact of, of 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 not only your father but the gi's i mean i can i can just kind of see this now you know his roommate i i have him pictured in my mind now and then all the guys you know taking their gum or whatever for these kids and um you know i mean the kids didn't have candy for a lot of years over there, so even just a little morsel I mean, could you imagine you know what all our kids get at uh, Halloween? I mean you know i mean we 're we're so lucky because we have such plenty, um, but tyranny takes away those things and so here 's these guys that um, were there, and a lot of those guys that 's another thing that i 've learned on um, in talking with with these guys and looking into their eyes is. You know, you'll say, Oh, you're a hero and they'll say, No, I'm not the hero. The heroes are the ones that are buried back yep, there. Absolutely. And I've realized that <clears throat> it is uh, it's quite a generation. But this last you know, or, or these these acts that people do, these this kindness that people give throughout life and then a lot of those guys they weren't sure they were coming home. They weren't sure they were gonna survive for you know, you never knew what the next day was gonna hold.
1: Yeah, and the, and these guys too, I guess, you know, to, to be practical about it, a lot of these guys were homesick themselves and this party meant a lot to them too yeah, as a matter of fact what is really odd is the only person who's still alive today out of that whole group of people that put that party on is my dad the one who played the part
0: isn't that something and that's
1: amazing i tell you yeah.
0: how about the jewish guy that you were saying that, that kind of stutz. started the whole thing harry
1: stutz yeah he uh, that from what i understand about harry he he uh, he just had a big heart and he was uh, in fact, when he got caught up in the bulge, he had to run and, uh, and, and and when it looked like he may be captured, he had to bury all of his identity because he was jewish, jewish. Oh, yeah, but I like the the idea of a Jewish guy you know getting a, getting a party like, together yeah, and, yeah. And, and climbing up the through the ranks trying to get permission and and it was he was a, he was a doer as a matter of fact, from what i understand i don 't know a lot about Harry, but I guess after the war. He went to Southern California and started investing in real estate, so uh, Harry didn't oh. miss any meals the rest of his life <laughs> For him.
0: but he had a really. good life
1: and he was a wonderful man. I'd met him f- several times and in fact, he came back that first year also uh, there was there were several of the guys who had been at that party they were they were contacted and okay. came back so yeah.
0: So your father's still living
1: still living, he's moving kind of slow. He says that uh, when he was uh, young the the Dead Sea was only sick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that he's pretty much a rookie at being old. He's never been old before. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's got a great sense of humor. He's just still got a sharp mind. He's he uh, he like a lot of soldiers in the war. Did a lot of smoking of cigarettes. And now he's wearing some oxygen. And if he I don't know if he if he didn't do that, I think he'd be he'd be moving around pretty good. But he's he's slowing down. But
0: ninety four, right?
1: He's ninety four. He's gonna be ninety five in February. And I uh, I don't know that I can live that long. I don't know if I can afford it yeah <laughs> but he's uh he's doing doing pretty well. Yeah, I talked to him great. on occasion but... great,
0: great, does he great. give any kind of words of wisdom that you think we should share with our listeners today don't it's, buy it's don't buy any times. green bananas i guess huh? is one of the things
1: he says um no, I don't know. He's just an average everyday guy just went to work all his life and raised a family uh three sons and a daughter and he's got lots of great grandkids now and and uh but no, I don't know that he's got any yeah. words of wisdom particularly just live your life as uh as you think you should yeah. i guess
0: yeah and it was he married to your mom already when he went into the uh, war? no
1: he came back uh, he, when he came home he got married he got married in august uh and he it was just after the war in japan ended because everybody thought they were going to, to the pacific yeah. uh so it was it was a, a relief for them to know that it was over but he got married in august of 45 okay and um So he's one of the one of the many that made it back and started having kids like crazy. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and so she got to come go back with him for all of these events. And when he's he's uh, Saint Nick, and does she get to be Mrs.
1: No, she gets to watch from the the, from the parade route, and she loves it. You know, and uh, no, it was it was it was great. She uh, she enjoyed it a lot, and she she uh, suffered an aneurysm uh, several years ago, and she uh, she passed away. In 5 uh, seven, oh okay. five. I'm sorry, oh five. And uh, but so he's been alone for a while, but he's got family, and and he's still active that way.
0: Oh, that's he, great. Yeah. Well, we have have been talking with Don Brookins, his father, uh, Richard, right? Richard, R- yep. R- Richard Brookins was the American Saint Nick, and one afternoon, uh, December fifth, nineteen forty-four, uh, he and the guys that he was serving with in in Luxembourg. Just did a simple act that they never really thought much about that has touched people's lives for years to come. And so, uh, Don Brookins, thank you so much for being in studio. Is there one last thought that you'd like to leave with our, our listeners and also where people can again see the story?
1: Well, again, if you, uh, if there's a couple places that I'd mentioned, one, go to YouTube and look up the American St. Nick, and you'll probably see a black and white film and, 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 there he is, 22 years It'll old. Touch your heart. Yeah, and it's great. Um, but if you go to AmericanStNick.com, dot com without the in front of it, AmericanStNick.com, dot com, that is Peter Lyon's website. And as a matter of fact, Peter Lyon is going to be writing, uh, finishing up another book of a of an individual nearby. There, there's a story to to be told there too. And, Fantastic. Uh, and That's. Wonderful, but uh, and the and the other thing is the Ameri- uh, World War Two Foundation, WWII Foundation uh, Great organization, and uh, the documentary is there. Words of wisdom, just I just enjoy enjoy this this holiday and be grateful for the future we have coming. Uh, it's uh, I'm so relieved.
0: Okay, well, Don Brookins, thank you so much. You we bet. wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2017. Yeah, thank you yes. so
1: much. You too.